You're listening to a message from Stonegate Church in Midlothian, Texas. For more information about Stonegate and additional audio resources, visit Stonegate-Church.com. Well, Stonegate, we finally got into this place. Amen? After eight years, we are finally celebrating the fact that we are about to break ground on a new base for mission that will be all ours right here on this piece of property. What, what a great day. And let me just make sure that you are aware of the thing you got on the way in. Just shows a couple of pictures of what it is that we're going to be building. So you, you've kind of got a visual of what it is that we're talking about when we're talking about breaking ground. That This is what we're building. And before we get going, I wanted just to take a moment to recognize a few different groups of people that are here today. One is um, visitors. If this is your first time to be at Stonegate, you picked a really great day to be here um, as we get to celebrate these things together. And uh, if you're a first-time visitor, we are so, so grateful for you worshiping with us this morning. We hope it's an enjoyable morning for you where you actually meet the Lord today. And secondly, I wanted to take a moment to recognize any city officials that are here. I know... uh, Our mayor, Bill Houston, is here. So if you're a city official, um, will you just stand up where you are if you work for the city and and you're here this morning? There's Mr. Bill. And uh, Bill, we just want to say thank you for all the work you do for our city. Um, We're a church that loves Jesus and loves our city. That means we love you and, uh, and the people who work so hard to make our city a really great one. So thank you so much for being here this morning. And uh, next, I wanted to recognize the guys at Muckleroy and Falls. They are our general contractors. So if you're connected to that bunch, would you just go ahead and stand up where you are there? The guys from Muckleroy and Falls. There's a whole crew of those guys. <clears throat> These are the guys that are tasked with bringing that building out of the ground. And man, we just want to look at you guys and also say thank you. You have been such a blessing to work with thus far. And um, we are so grateful for the work that you have put in to really serve our church family. So thank you uh, to the Muckaroy and Falls guys. Okay, so I want to be short and sweet this morning. That's going to be a challenge if you know me. We're going to see how that goes. When It's probably been, I don't know, six or seven years ago, just reading through the Bible on our kind of normal Bible reading plan. One thing that stuck out to me was really surprising. And here was a surprising reality of just reading through the breadth of the Bible that you see when you do that. And if it, just to put it in a statement, it would go something like this. Forgetfulness. Just think of the word forgetfulness. Forgetfulness is one of God's great concerns for his people. Did you know that? Forgetfulness is one of God's great concerns for his people. If you want to personalize that, you could think about that in your own life. Forgetfulness is one of God's great concerns for you in your life. Now, I think that strikes us as odd because most of the time we don't associate forgetfulness with anything moral, right? So if if you're anything like me, you probably have lost your wallet 34 times in the last week. That's me, right? Now, when I think about that, that's a problem, but that's not necessarily a moral problem. But if over the last week I have forgotten the fact that I'm married 34 times, that's a whole different problem. And at that point, it's a moral problem, isn't it? Uh, Because as soon as I forget the fact that I'm married, I am now on my way. I've taken the first steps to breaking my marriage. Now, in the same way, forgetfulness in relationship to God isn't seen as like a morally neutral act akin to forgetting our keys. Forgetfulness in our relationship with God is seen as the first step toward treason with God. This is how grave 
our, our memory and remembering and forgetfulness is in the scriptures. If you think about the book of Judges, it's a great case study on the people of Israel in the Old Testament. Here's the progression that you see in the book of Judges. The people of God didn't remember their God, and then they forgot their God, just, just completely didn't remember him. And then they rebelled against God. They all were doing what was right in their own eyes. But the step toward all of that rebellion started with the failure to remember. And this is why God is so serious about forgetfulness, about our memories. Spiritual amnesia. You can think of it this way. Spiritual amnesia. Forgetting Jesus. Spiritual amnesia always leads to spiritual rebellion. There is a high cost in the Bible associated with forgetfulness. Now, you see in the Old Testament all of these things that God does to help his people remember. You could probably name a few of those. Think about the rainbow. Why is there a rainbow after the rain? Why does that happen? That is, that, is, that is evidence of the Lord's work in helping us remember. That is there so that every time you see that bow in the sky, you will remember the promises of God. That's why that rainbow is in the sky. Or you could think about the people of Israel as God frees them from Egypt. Do you remember that story in the book of Exodus? He busts them out of, out of Egypt. And what does he do on the night that he does that? He has them eat a Passover meal together. And then he commands them, for the rest of your lives, I want you to eat that Passover meal every year forever. Now, why does God say to do that? Why does he say forever, eat that same meal every year, perpetually? He does that in Exodus 12 so that when their sons and daughters ask the parents, why are we eating the same meal again and again and again? The parents can look at the children and recount the story. Here's the reason we're doing that, because we don't want to forget God's mighty acts in our past. We want to remember these things. So, so it's, a, it's a moment for parents to look at their kids and say, because there was a moment when we were enslaved and God broke us out of that slavery. There, there was a moment when the Red Sea was in front of us and God parted the Red Sea. Every time they eat that meal, it is an opportunity for them to recount these mighty acts of God in their past so they don't forget those things. So you see this constant re refrain throughout the Old Testament and the New where God is saying, remember, remember, don't forget. F forgetting is a, is a grave sin. It's, it's the first step towards spiritual treason. So, so don't forget, remember these things. Now, one of, the, one of my favorite examples of this is the passage you just heard read. Now, think about in Joshua chapter 4 what has happened to the people of Israel. They have, they have come out of Egypt. They have just spent 40 years in the wilderness, right? G God has fed them manna by day. A every day they wake up and there is bread on the ground for them to enjoy, right? It, it, they have beat the rock and water has come out of rocks miraculously. In the wilderness for 40 years, God has sustained them day in, day out for 40 years. And now they're on the banks of the promised land. They, they are now looking over the Jordan River into the land that God has promised them. And, and then all of a sudden, it's the moment where they are going to, to walk across the Jordan River into this land. It starts with the priest. They're carrying the ark of God across the Jordan River. And when they take the first step into the Jordan River, the, the river parts. Now, how does that even happen? Right? I mean, where does water in a river go when it stands still and you can walk across on dry land? Two to three million Israelites walk across the Jordan River that is parted around these priests to get to the promised land. Now, God then, when they get across the river, looks at, at Joshua and he says, I want you to get one leader from each tribe and I want you to bring them forward and I want you to have them grab one rock out of the Jordan River. 
And then I want them to take, those 12 people to take those rocks. And I want you to stack that where you're going to be lodging on the banks of the Jordan River tonight. Now, now why does God want them to do that? Here's the answer in Joshua chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Here's the reason. That this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you're going to get to let these stones talk. Then, then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. God had them do that moment so that they would have a moment for the rest of their lives where they could remember God's mighty acts in their past. Now, in these passages, in the story of Exodus, in this story in Joshua 4, you see a lot of generational things going on, like parents, tell your kids. Now, that is telling us something about what God wants and how God wants us to remember and what remembering is for. To put it in a simple phrase, we could say it this way. Remembering is far more for our future than it is our past. Remembering is far more for our future than it is our past. I love how one pastor says it. He says it like this. Remembering God's past grace is necessary to fuel our faith in God's future grace for us. This makes, the, this makes the memory, like us remembering, one of God's most profound, mysterious, and merciful gifts granted to us. God designed it to be a means of persevering grace for his people. We neglect it at our own peril. Now think about the people of Israel. God knows that once they crossed into the promised land, their darkest, hardest days were in front of them. So, so what does God do? He creates this memorial of stones so that in their dark days in front of them, they would have something they could look back on that would remind them of all of God's past grace for them. And as they're remembering these past graces, it is fueling their faith for more of God's grace in the future. But God wanted to give them these stones of remembrance, these Ebenezer's. That's what the word Ebenezer means. It's these stones of remembrance so that they could recall that the Lord has continually helped them. And if the Lord has continually helped them in their past, why wouldn't God right now and forever help them? This is what God is doing in this moment in Joshua chapter 4. So that leads us to today. Where just like the people of Israel, there is a massive moment that we are undertaking. A, a big moment right here in front of us. And it would be a shame if we didn't take time to remember. Now, how much more should we be able to remember several thousand years after this moment in Joshua 4? I mean, we've got Jesus, amen, who came and lived for us, died for us, rose from the dead so that you and I could be reconciled to God. If we had nothing other than God doing that for us, we could sing that song forever, amen? We could sing that one forever. But we also now have a story of our church, of God's grace to our church. We just celebrated our eighth birthday. And I was just sitting up here while we were singing a moment ago just thinking how improbable it is for me to look out and see what I see. That This is evidence of the Lord's grace among us. So, so we've, we're eight years old. And just like the people of Israel, we have been wandering in the wilderness in a proverbial sense, right? And over and over and over again, we have seen the Lord's faithfulness to our church family, haven't we? Just miracle after miracle that the Lord has done for us to get us to this point. And now we're out of our proverbial wilderness and we are to the proverbial Jordan River. We are about to cross over this massive moment as we begin construction 
on a new base for mission right here on this property for our church family to call a home. We're, we're to that place. And it would just be a shame if we didn't take a moment to mark this so that we can remember it. So that, so that in all of our future moments together as a church family, all of your future moments you know, in your individual life, so that you can remember this moment to draw upon to give you faith for the future, to give us faith for the future. So today, um, we are going to give you some Ebenezer's, some stones of remembrance. And in a few minutes, we're going to sing and we're going to kind of create a moment where you're going to be able to come up and grab one of these stones up here. You're going to see a little label on it, our groundbreaking logos on it, but, but you're going to see that, and here's the purpose of that. We want to give you something tangible today that you can take home, put in a visible place in your house, so that for the rest of your life, you have a moment, God's mighty acts that, that you can draw upon. So let's just think about moments that you could have with one of these stones in your house. Let, let's just imagine the moment in a year or two from now when your son or daughter looks at that stone that you have out in your house somewhere. And your son or daughter says, Mom, Dad, what in the world do we have a stone like that for? That's weird. You can look at them and say, here's the reason we have that stone. It is to help us remember God's mighty acts. The many miracles that God has provided for our church family. It's to help us remember that God didn't just give us a few million dollars to build a facility, to put down roots, to cultivate ministry to plant the gospel, but, but God gave us $11 million. It's a moment for us to be able to recount the story of God changing hearts, of God growing our church family, of every little step along the way, God providing exactly what we have needed. When your sons or daughters ask that question, you have the chance to talk about all of those mighty acts in our past to fuel faith for them in the future. But, but let's just think about it in your own life. What about the moment in your own life when day turns to night? When you're battling your own doubts, you're battling your own fears and anxiety, and all of a sudden you look across your, your living room and you see that little rock with that groundbreaking logo on it. That, that is a moment for you to preach the good news of Jesus to yourself, for you to remind yourself of all of these past acts of God. All of these ways that God has shown himself to be so faithful to us, so caring to us, so tender to us, so, so gracious to us. And it's a moment where you get to recall, you get to bring to mind, if the Lord has helped us like that in our past, why wouldn't God help me right now in the present? Thank you for listening to this message from Stonegate Church, located in Midlothian, Texas. For service times, additional audio and study resources, as well as information about our church, please visit us at stonegate-church.com.